Oh, yes. It's time for another episode of Minor Revelations with Drew Drogi. Hello. Happy summertime. Um, first of all, I just I, I want to give another shout out to our Patreon. We just launched. Uh, we have a few subscribers, a few revelationaries, as we call them. Um, so it's just $4 a month. You can go on patreon.com slash minor revelations with Drew Drogi. We have bonus episodes on there and we have video of all of our regular episodes. Also, please, if you have time and energy and, and a want to do this, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We have so many lovely reviews from uh, their show from years past, and we'd love to get some newer ones up there. And you know why. It's, it all helps and it works. And so um, if you're so inclined, please leave us a review. Uh, that'd be awesome. Oh, gosh. My oh, just opening rant is, and this sounds so much like I'm, I'm being like a judgy parent, but so be it. Please be careful. And this is a note for myself as well. I'm, I'm really trying to just be more careful. And I mean this on, you know, whatever. I mean this on, an, on a literal level, like just walking through life. I am someone who, when I was nine years old, uh, I slipped and fell on some wet grass and I landed on my teeth and I knocked out my front t- two teeth. Um, I went in to say, to go in to see my mom. And I, there was just this, black space where my teeth were. And I said, mom, my teeth feel weird. And I remember my mom looking up and saying, dear Lord, please let that be dirt. It was not dirt. It was just space because I knocked out my teeth. And um, and then I had these like bonding and all these different sort of versions of fake teeth that I've had my, my front two teeth. And uh, in college, uh, of course, it was the morning of the work call for Steel Magnolias, as you do. I have to go to the grocery store and get bagels for everyone who's helping to build uh, Truvy's beauty salon. And I, that morning, I sneezed out my fake teeth. I sneezed them out. Um, it's just been a whole journey with with my teeth. When I was in college, also doing, I'm just going to stop doing theater. It's always just every time I'm involved in a play, it's something awful happens. I was in The Winter's Tale and doing a, a Shakespeare program in London. And I, I, we had rehearsed this a million times. We had one performance for the entire summer, after the entire summer of working. And I had bubble gum on the bottom of my shoe because I'd been up on the roof, probably smoking before the show or running lines, whatever you do. And I had this delightful Welsh girl on my back. Her name was Jen. That's all I remember. But I ended up throwing her off my back when I lost balance and I broke my arm. Um, and, uh, it's set upside down. So if we meet in person, I can show you how my arm is permanently set upside down. Um, I, you know, I have stains on me always. I, I have, do not own a piece of clothing that doesn't have some sort of stain on it. My family always makes fun of me and I'm always dropping things on myself. My dad used to go Drew's home whenever I would just spill and do things. I was hit by a car, uh, 20 plus years ago when I was in West Hollywood, um, in a crosswalk, I just, I ran out in front of a car and they didn't, it was their fault, but I broke my foot in two places. Um, I have fallen in New York City so many times, like with rain is falling and I'm running to get to a show and I slipped on a grate last fall and it fell right on my back. I cannot believe I didn't hurt myself more. I've tripped across the street there and skint my side of my leg up on the ground. Um, I had a skateboard crash into me last, last just last week when I was in New York and maybe a broken toe. For, I just did all a bunch of shows and my toe has been hurting and I'm like, I think I may be broken on something. Um, I'm a, a walking disaster. I'm someone who, when Jennifer Coolidge died in, oh, spoiler, in White Lotus, um, she, you know, I, that was one of those moments where I was like, I would have done the same thing. I would have been Tanya McCoyd I would have done that. And I, and I screamed. And of course you laugh. It's so insane. But it was also like my heart broke because I was like, that's how I would have done this. Um, and so it's, it's leading me up to something horrible happened to somebody who I did. I can't say I knew well, I can't claim that like he was a best friend or even a close friend, but someone that I just loved. And I always do posts when people die. And I, I don't know, I, I feel like when it's like somebody who's like famous and they're in their 80s or 90s, it's more I like to celebrate their life. I don't I get annoyed when people are like devastated that Betty White died. You know who do you know who wasn't upset when Betty White died? Betty White. She was done. She was ready to go. Like, I hope I live to be 99 years old and have everyone sad. But 
when somebody dies at, you know, at, at such a young age, um, I, I, I don't even know what to say. I feel like I do a post about it. And the second I get like a sad eyes emoji, a crying emoji, or I'm hugging you emoji, it just completely diminishes a life and a person. And so I, 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 my friend Adam North, it was just in a freak accident. He slipped off of um, a fire escape and it's gone. And I, it was just a, something that we all do just in a moment of like, oh, I can just trying to get back into his apartment. I mean, that was it. And um, I just, I, I think about this person who was just pure love and I wanted to know him better. He was one of those people that would come up was always so interested in what everybody was doing. He was he was funny. He was smart. And it's like, you can just do the wrong thing and then boom, it, it's over. And we need more f smart, cool, wonderful, gay people alive. Hello. We need, the, the, why do the bastards get to live? It's just so unfair. You know, the one wrong thing you do, it, it, can, it can be over. So this is a, a very shitty tribute to Adam. <laughs> But I'm, but it's just a complex feelings of like, I'm, it's devastating. It's, it's, um, I, I, you can be mad at him for doing that because man, it's over. Anyway, to everybody who's listening, please be careful. And I'll try to do the same. I'm just having the best time listening. This is Arden Marine and Missy Pyle. Hi. 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 You look hot. I don't know if I had told you, but you do look super smoking over there. I do. I think I've known you for, I don't even, I don't know, at least a couple of decades, right? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Thank like you. you look the, like the day I met you. It's crazy. Oh my God. I feel like, likewise, I, yeah. I have to say thank you so much. And it's, it's exciting to me when I see somebody that I knew from so like, it's like, oh, like, we're, we look good. We kept, you know what I, I mean? Know. I we're know, still alive. Like, we, we're but still I, here and like look at us we're gosh. still young and fresh i think the key is not letting your soul harden oh. i think the key is doing the oh. inside work like i really believe the hardness starts within and yes. that that if you can keep yeah. the inner spirit because life happens to everybody everybody has a certain hand dealt, and there's like very bad things and very good things but there's a lot that happens to everybody and i believe that it Things have to be properly mourned and properly like like tended to. You can't just put a little like, you know, band-aid on it. But like if you can keep your soul fresh and like optimistic, I think it keeps your outsides young. I love that. What are things that you do consciously to keep your soul fresh? Optimistic? I mean, you know, I'm I'm I believe um if you do have something to grieve to like Try to actually, it's easy to avoid it, but even like get in the tub once four times a week and like oh, see if you want to cry, God. like put on whatever song, like, and honestly, it might even just be like 30 seconds, but just see like, like whatever song, like just see if you might need a little cry. I think going for a walk, um, safe people to talk to, um, that's not ruminating, um, but like a, a safe person that's not afraid if you're like, that it's okay that maybe you're not at your best. Right. Um, you know, whatever therapy stuff works for you, whatever that means to you. Um, I like journaling. I do better when I, if the mornings that I do journal. So sometimes I'll write my day out in advance. Like, it, like I'll say what is going on and then I'll try to write my day out in advance. Like it, like it went well. Oh, um, Okay. Um, and then hobbies, like for a long time, I realized I monetized every hobby I ever had as a kid. <laughs> like, so like when wow. we're lucky enough to do what we probably all wanted to do, like, you know, it's like, okay, well now what's my hobby. So, um, I started playing tennis during the pandemic and I do like these like group clinics at like a rec center with people that just like, do you do that like, with Brian Safi, right? Yeah. Brian and I started together. I love that. I have like, so there's all those things to me that, um, and I will say like the gift of loss. So like not to be like I lost both parents right before the pandemic and then my ex went crazy. So it was like both parents and my ex-husband. So it was like one, two, three on my call sheet were just like gone. Um, and so like the gift of all the grief was like um, allowing your body. Actually, I think 
really knows what feels good and who feels like I couldn't people please anymore. So it was the gift of like, what do I want to do? What feels good? What's fun? Like, oh, Drew asked me to like, yeah, I want to do this with Drew and Missy. Like, you know, like actually listening to your intuition, which I feel like was always there, but I used to squish down and just like lean, physically feeling who feels good, what feels good, what feels fun and just doing more of that and just not doing the stuff that you don't want to do. Yeah, I think that's so good. Just like being selfish in a really good way. Yeah. Like, because I grew up with this like expectations of like, don't disappoint people. Yeah. Uh, you know, you have an obligation, you, you know, all of that. And a lot of it is like, no, nobody's going to win. And I mean, I had to learn that of like not going to parties when I wasn't feeling it. I'm like, nobody cares yes. that you don't go to. We're old. Is anybody going to be mad that you didn't go to their party? Well, honey. And if they are, then also maybe like, is that who you really want to like yeah, hang maybe out with like, tightly? Good. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, and also just because somebody's like disappointed in you doesn't mean you did a bad thing. 100%. I love that. Yeah. Missy, what do you, what do you think of like staying young? Are you, are you wearing a, a unicorn? Uh, are you wearing a horn? I'm wearing a unicorn headphones. I love, my, I love that my, so much. I, I can't. So I can't find anything in my house, you know, I, I, uh, I really don't know where I have three. I know I have three pairs of adult headphones. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then I all like, but one of them doesn't work. I can't hear myself. Oh yeah. I have been lately, like just, just trying to start my day. Like, with, you know, honestly, I hate, I grew up Southern Baptist and I hated, uh, Christianity. I mean, I just, I just found the people that I, that I that represented it. It felt, you know, it's like, it didn't, didn't make sense to me. Um, because it felt, I don't know, there was a lot of hypocrisy, I guess. Yeah. And lately I've been praying a lot and I've been yeah. praying to what, like what I, my own sort of version of, yeah. of God and, uh, which I like to refer to as goddess to fuck the patriarchy a little bit. Yeah. But, um, and I find like just asking for help all the time has yeah. been extremely helpful. I, I think this, this pandemic uh, really, and the world right now has, has um, I'm a, I'm really sensitive and it's kind of yeah like um, really like, I don't want to keep swearing, but it's like, you know, wrecked my noodle a little bit. Like, yeah. Just, like wait wait slow down you know yeah it feels like uh, you know my friend left her Broadway for a year and before she was gone I was like yeah you should leave your mom at home whatever like uh your mom's 80 and um and then I was then it's just like things hits just keep coming like every week and I'm like just take her with you who knows yeah. what's That's gonna right. be anywhere in a year That's right or in three weeks um I'm too scared to listen to the news. So anyway, I, I just try to, again, like put a little positive spin on it. I really like that end of the day thing. Like the end went well that you mentioned. Yeah, yeah I love My that too. My friend was the one who taught me that. And it was so helpful because I I feel happier. At, I'm, a, I'm a night owl. So like my wiring feels better at night. And um, I've always sort of suffered from anxiety a little bit. And so one way that I can kind of like soothe it is... And to sort of have a, I think when you're a freelancer, sometimes like all the best intentions in the world, and sometimes you can feel like this sort of general, like sort of bouncy lack of structure in a yes, way that can it's be very like, hard. kind of depressing. So like, if I try to get clear on like, what are the, I try to have like a well-balanced plate of like, okay, what are the few things towards, what are the things towards my career? Like, what's our towards earning? What are, toward, like, what is for fun? And then like, and then I try to like write it out in advance, like, or if I have like a scary meeting or something where I'm like, or something I'm nervous about, I'll be, I will write it out allowing, like I allowed extra time for driving and there was traffic, but that was okay because I had allowed time and I, whatever, let's like, let's see, it was a scary meeting. Like, and I got to the thing and I, I allow for the fact that I'm nervous. It's like, and I felt nervous, but I went to the bathroom and I took a breath and I just gathered myself in my body and I was able to go and then make eye contact with them and just like speak from my heart. Like just whatever it is, I write it out almost like an athlete before a game. So you've already played the game in advance, particularly if it's sort of a scary day. I do do that when I have, and, and even now when it's nothing major, but even like dating for the first time, really, you know, like, that's scary. You know, like even if it's going well, it's scary. Like sometimes so, it's even scarier when it's going well. Yeah. Like that's like, and it's like a completely different person than, you know, so 
it's just like allowing calming down when I start have feeling little like fire fire bells going off and it's like maybe there's nothing wrong or if there is it's like I got your back and right. I didn't grow up with any religion my dad was an atheist so like I almost felt like it was for other people and not me and I've also started praying but I'll kind of go towards like good orderly direction of like what's the flow what's the next indicated action what's like how can I be of service in the world what makes my tail wag creativity but like just sort of like can I check in on somebody, see how they're doing things like that, that help build my esteem when maybe I'm feeling a little bad about myself exercise, like but for the sake of exercise, not for like checking, not being mean to my body. Yeah. Long walks are really great yeah. for that too. You're talking about um, dating and like, I, I haven't started dating. Um, I'm really scared of dating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, there's this lyric and this song um, called by this band that I can't remember. <laughs> Or the name of the song, but I do remember the lyric. It's like, I know the last page so well, I can't read the first. Oh, you know? yeah. Oh, wow. So I'm so used to the, uh, the end is always so, uh, Yeah. Uh, right. Uh, yeah. Right. Uh. I mean. Yeah. I just, I feel like I'm so scared. I, it's like I've been hurt enough times mm -hmm. and I've also hurt enough people. Yeah. Yeah, me too. That I just go, oh God, it feels really like, oh God, I just would rather it's just I can chicken out. Cause I know how to be a friend. I know how to do yeah. that. And I, I have had a, you know, like we all have a handful of friends. You have to be like, we're can't do this anymore, but it's rare. Right. You know, you can right. you have more levels with friendship versus like your partner. Yeah. It's scary. It's definitely like of I had never you know, the last time I was single, like texting wasn't even invented. So like, I'd never seen an <laughs> app. Like I'd never, I was literally like, right. I was like a, a, a mosquito preserved in amber that they like pulled out. Like I, it was a whole new planet of like, so last year I went on dates with 20 people. Um, my friend, I, I, stuck wow. close, I stuck close to my friends that actually like it. And they were like, treat it like a sport and it'll make it less painful. And, and you'll feel like, so it's, it's more about you. So it was because of all this stuff that had happened. So figure out how to like hang out with somebody, see if you have fun without trauma bonding. Like a lot of the things that happened in my life, I didn't instigate, like both parents. I didn't do that. Like my ex, like he kind of went, like he had whatever his issues. And like, so how can I with people and not talk about any of that and just see if we have fun because like right i'm like you know i waited till i i took a full calendar year before i went on a date and like like let's just see what are my outfits who do i where do i like going do i like coffee dates do i like nighttime date do i like to go for like all of that i've right. never done it that's so good i trauma bonding is really good too because i find that a lot of times on dates we're Ugh. immediately talking about our exes no, like yeah, no, no, bad, I don't want to hear. And it's I don't like, know. oh, this is already a bad situation. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to hear about it. Also, I don't want to know a like, name. I don't want to know. I learn. I, I, I get. I learned too much about you if you're telling me like whatever. I'm like, oh no, these. It's, it is kind of red flags, and yeah. even and I have to be good with myself. I just have to also not talk about. I, I'm so not interested in talking about work. Like I, uh, yeah. I, I'm not ashamed of what I do. I love what I get to do, but this is the last thing I wanted. It's just like. In LA, Agreed. and it's like yeah. wants to talk about Agreed. like, I know acting or comedy or it's oh, just God, as no. immediately like woof. I found a lot of guys that I went out with, even if they had great careers, if they would be like a journalist, a Conde Nast, a lawyer, they'd all be like date two. They'd be like, but what I really want to be is a stand up, or what I really want to be an actor. And you're like, well, then do it. Like I don't know what to tell you if, if then, you're yeah, 40, call a life coach and do it. But we're we're on a date, yeah. and like we're people. Do you, and like you're do you like feta cheese? Do you like yeah? Do you like do you train do rides? Fun? Like something else than like I can't. I was um, fantasizing about this um, person who was giving me massages recently, and was yeah. a lot younger, and I was just like. Really, and I couldn't even, you know, I couldn't even see the sec the lower part of the face, which again, because of the mask, oh, yeah. which is all always a little mind twister. Yeah. How but I, he, the way that he must, I just was always like, he'd be like, oh. and I'd be like, oh, yes. and I like imagined. Yes. And then at one point he was like, maybe I could give you my number and we could do like home massage. And I was oh, like, yeah. Shit. And then he started, um, we'd never talked before. We'd had like four massages before. And then he started talking about like, you know, I'm an actor. Well, I'm an actor. Oh, God. 
I've been, uh, you know, working on my, my demo reel. It just makes you feel used. <laughs> and then it was like, I just, I could maybe give you a free massage if you, and I just oh, was like, no. Oh, wow. Oh, no, no, oh, no, no, no. No, 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 it's like you're networking oh God, me. You're networking me. You're networking me. Like one of my very little pleasures in the world. You're networking you know. me. Right. And it's and also, that, well, I always say, I was like, I'm not even like, you know, imagine trying to, you see why Jennifer Ann is like, like, I'm not even like, whatever. I'm going to cut like, right. Oh, I like, feel I'm the like, same way. I'm like, dream like, bigger, babe. You're exactly. Me? Exactly. Go reach for like, Honey. You know, go for Kristen Wiig. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what are you? What are you talking about? Go for Amy Poehler. Like, I'm nothing against myself, but like, what? Like, can't we just hang out and see if we have fun? What are we doing here? But you yeah. also understand why all of those people, like you just mentioned, or how I, it's so hard for them yeah. to find yeah. someone because that that's constantly, I and mean, that's just yeah. on every level with them yeah. that you'd like, and yeah. I totally understand that where they're like, uh, walls are up, you know? It's like, because Dude. yeah, everyone's kind yeah. of finding their way, their way in. And also you're like, do you think I'm stupid? Do you really like yeah. immediately start transitioning into like, here's how I'm going to get in, in the door. Uh, also, like, I can't. it's really hard to do what we do and not yes. to be like, wow, well, what was that? Like, I feel very lucky getting to do yeah. what I do as well. But it's also like, you think you're just going to skip over all the things that the rest of us yeah. did? Like, you're just going to like hang out. And I can't help. I can't even help myself. No. Like most of the time, like, you think I'm going to help you? I can't. Oh my God. And yeah, it makes the whole thing awful because I think oh, like, man. and all of this, it's like when you have a friend that you are a little bit like, oh, I don't ever want to make you feel like I'm doing that to you. You know, I feel like it yeah. it screws up friendships I have with people who are famous, successful, fill in the blank, because I'm like, yeah. I don't want them to think that I'm constantly working yes. them. No, no. Because I know, but I get it why they can sometimes be a little bit like, well, you know, I'm like boundaries are really important. Yeah. For everybody. And it I think is interesting. They also are yeah. like, I don't want to be rude or I can't come out like now in this age of like, oh, we have video of somebody, somebody being mean or rude. We have documentation. and you're... Yeah. And so people, yeah. it's like everyone's just scared to have to be too much of anything. So yeah. everyone's sort of in this yeah. like medium place, which is so boring. Yeah. But it's like, I don't want to say the wrong thing or I don't want to yeah. get too close to be too friendly and make you feel like yeah. we're, it's um. so you, no wonder why we're all like, you know. It is Maybe. scary, like just to, to open your mouth, you know, yeah. to have an, an opinion that it goes against it goes against the prevailing thought of the group that is your sort of that you identify with. Yeah. Yeah. And and yet that's the whole point of being alive. Like we're so individual. Right. And it's it's that that to me right now is a little like kind of heartbreaking across the board is that. And and then and just my my addiction to my phone. My daughter said to me, she was like, I was making her watch a video about how bad like phones are. <laughs> She's yeah. like, that's you, mom. And I was like, Wow. Oh. Oh my God. And wow. You're right. You're lately. I really have been, um, you know, I so many zooms, so many medit. I even do like meditations. I mean, I don't yeah. know, whatever. Everything is just everything's there. Yeah. I feel like it's in, it's like, you know, in my, there's like a new vein going through my body and it's just this bone. Yeah. I have to leave mine at home. And I know that's when I go for my long walks and yeah. away from it. And I am so much happier. And it, and then I come back to my phone and it's, everything's fine. I don't know why I'm like, yeah. can't leave my phone alone for an hour. And I'm like, yeah, you can. And you should. Yeah. yeah. And it's great. Oh, man. I know. Yeah. Minor Revelations is supported by Scruff. So after you listen to the podcast, go on there and give your buddies a woof. Or, hey, do it now. I can't tell you what to do. Thanks, Scruff. We're about like at halfway, and I, I know we're like on a time crunch, so I wanted to just make sure we get our, our revelations in. I love it. So right. is any of this tied into either one of you want to go first and like to what we're talking about? Or do you have something totally off topic or? Missy, you go first. Well, it's funny you say that. Um when I was in them, just out of sixth grade, we moved to Tennessee and at the beginning of the summer and I did not want to move. And it was, I liked my friends and my parents were divorced. Where did, where did you move from? I moved from Texas to Tennessee and I was so scared. Um, and I didn't leave the house for three months. Um, I would watch my brother go introduce himself to the neighbors. Like I watched him and thought like, how's he doing that? And I'm, I'm kind of like, a super introvert. Like, um, 
maybe a little agoraphobic even, and I've been fighting it my whole life. So like, um, and then there was this one time I, I would just, I get really embarrassed about things. Like I went to the orthodontist and I had to ride my bike and I was so embarrassed to be riding a bike. I don't even know why I like chucked it in the bushes. Like the, that was like a little field of, of, of yeah. a, with a little forest next to the office. And I chucked it in the thing and then went to the office and then came back and it was gone. And I came home and I had to tell my parents and they were like, I didn't tell them that I chucked it in the floor. I just was like, someone stole my book. Yeah. I had to do like a police report. Yes. But I lied about where it was from because I was just so, I just like a real Aww. introvert. Like I'm an extroverted introvert and I'm, I'm, I walk around with all this like people fear. I get yeah. that completely. I totally get that. Well, do you think that's what, I mean, it's like what led you to being an actor? Because like, I, uh, yeah, I do. Because we hang back and we observe as introverts right. where I don't think people will understand. Cause I think people would immediately like see you in any, any, any role they've seen you do. And they go, Oh, I bet Missy Pyle is a blast at party. And, and so, or like you're wild all the time, or they think that you're like out, like, outrageous. And right. like, you can save the, for there's also, there's not you, it's your characters, but it's also like you, you observe people like that. For, and that comes from being like kind of away from things and looking at things versus like being the life of the party and being the most popular person. How is it different in Texas versus Tennessee? Was that it or was it just new or? Um, I think it was just, you know, my, I, I didn't know anybody. I had actually been, you know, I'd grown up there. So I had friends uh, up until sixth grade. And then in seventh grade, I was just, I didn't know a single person. And oh. the thought of like going into the school, I was terrified. Um, but we all had to sit with the same class, thank God. Because at my old school, it was like open lunch. Oh, um, oh brutal. You know, fucking lunchroom, man. Brutal. <laughs> Some of the worst <laughs> moments of my life, let oh. lunchroom. Brutal. <laughs> the fucking, oh my God. And like it's where true. the older kids sit, the cool, like the, the right. cool area, the cool corner. And you're like, oh my God. Having to walk past or oh. walk through the pain. I mean, high school's like, should be experienced when you're like in your twenties. Oh, gives a shit. Middle school. Middle school middle was mine. That was way worse. That was that middle was my school was brutal. Yeah. Brutal. The worst. Now Arden, were you also so were you also feel like introverted? Or you have you always yeah. been No, I see that's so I love that about both of you because that yeah. it makes sense that you do what you do in life and then you come from a, yeah, I, yeah. I totally get it. I mean, look, you know, I mean, it's like, I'm sure it's 88% of people here, but like, I think my wiring is fairly outgoing, et cetera. My mom was Mary Poppins. My dad was a really bad drunk, mean as can be. And uh -huh. so there was like a real, who was so like verbally awful. So then like, there was sort of the front facing what's happening at like, so me, my mom and my brother, like we had a great time, but like there's another person in the house. And like, when he was just activated, you're like, whoa. And like, and it was all like new England and secrets. It was like, so I would say there was a lot of like, definitely like shame. I just felt different, you know? And like, I felt fundamentally something was wrong with me. Like uh -huh. I knew I was sort of fun. And if you could get to know me like out, I don't know who I would be if I'd been like adopted into like an easy house, <laughs> but like the environment was a lot. And so I think I was always kind of on guard. Like I still, I'm a little, a little hypervigilant when I go places a little, like the, it doesn't fully leave your cells right. when you grow up. Like that. All that program. You also learned how to be somebody like yeah. else. Like you're How like, you oh, when you said there's another person in the like house, you. so when they're here, yeah. we have to adjust. and Yeah. Mm -hmm. when it's stuff that nobody's yeah. talking about, that like nobody's acknowledging this. You know what I mean? It's like nobody's talking about the explosions. It's just like not no. discussed. You had that as well? Yeah. I mean, I, 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 our dad was very uh, emotional and uh, was always kind of like on, like when, you know, was on was like so fun and delightful and wonderful and then there were just moments where we would go to restaurants and he would be like so upset with the waiter and the service because yeah. about all these other things he was very unhappy a lot of the time and we had to learn how to ma manage that and like ignore yeah. it sometimes or talk to him or like figure out a way and so i learned really early on how to negotiate 
Yeah. And I like I look back on my father really fondly. I loved my father and he was amazing and gave me so many gifts. He was yeah. so funny and he was also very observant, but he was very emotional. And I don't think he was allowed to be or encouraged men, to have emotions as a man yeah. who yeah. was, you know, born in 1949 and grew up sure. in the 50s and 60s where it was Absolutely. like men aren't supposed to feel those things. No. And my father was very sensitive and vulnerable. And that was very hard for him to go through life as that person. And so I, but I, yeah, I definitely learned how to sort of uh, compartmentalize. I also like learned from an early age and this was school. I don't, this, this really didn't feel like it came from home as much, but I was learned to just not trust myself. I'm sure. I, I learned, I, I was, uh, I was learned. I literally said I was learned, yeah. uh, North Carolina. I was trained to not trust myself because I, of course. I, would speak and, and would sound really gay. And it was like, what does that guy have to say? You know, and right. I was smart and I was ashamed of that. Like I knew yeah. the answer. And so I learned you, to kind of play dumb or like not act like yeah. I always, like I didn't want to stand out in that way. Yeah. When you say that. you were trained, like, do you mean that was something that you took on yourself or it wasn't something that somebody else was saying, like you need to. I think it was both. I had teachers who definitely told me that I was, uh, getting, you know, that I was too big, too much, too big for my britches. Uh, yeah. You don't always have to, you know, and, and and there was, I do look back and a lot of it was just straight up homophobia that like a lot sure. of these, a lot of these teachers were, I'm sure. um, you know, we're sort of like, we don't need your voice so loud in the room right now. You're a little too, you're taking up a little too much space. Yeah. And then I had, you know, my classmates who were, you know, you know, calling me out all the time and, and laughing right. and making fun of me. So I just like learned to be quiet and I learned to. I'm sure. Why you to know. make yourself not a target. Right. And when I'm I would sure. get up to give speeches and stuff, my friends would laugh because they said I had this totally different voice when I got up to give Aww. like presentations and stuff. They were like, you're really loud. You're, you're really deep voice. I'm like, yeah, I'm Aww. trying to butch up my voice and I'm Aww. trying to not be Drew because I'm scared of whoever sense. Drew is. I'm, I'm going to be some other person. Yeah. Who can Aww. handle all the pressure and then. I'm sure that was not an easy needle to thread growing up in North Carolina. Well, and I didn't that. know that I was gay. I just thought I was, right. I didn't know that. Everything, right. other people were telling me that it was, I, I it would have been so helpful for myself to yeah. do any work and internally. Yeah. I just was sort of like, leave me alone. Who does in a, I mean, I don't know where to, how big your town was, but it's like, you just, to me, childhood, you're just surviving. You know what right. I mean? Like maybe it's different now, <laughs> but at that, nobody in New England was doing introspective, like, you know, you just get through trying to like, I don't know if it is on that day. better now. You know, I think it's different now. I think it's great that parents are very accepting, but I think, I now think social too, media like, is probably worse. If you have, well, if you have like, like an Amanda Wingfield, you know, from Glass Menagerie, you know, type mother, who's like pushing on you constantly and saying like, oh, I have this queer kid or my kid's yeah. non-binary, my kid's trans, my whatever. That's great. But it's also like maybe yeah. the kid doesn't want to be that all the time. Maybe the yeah. kid just wants to be a kid. Yeah. Just let them be a kid. There's a lot of helicoptering. I mean, I, I really think that I didn't think I was. And, and I think a lot of it is a, such good intention. Yes. Yeah. But there's something about like, allowing your kid to kind of go and find it themselves, yeah. Yeah. find, find their friends and find that. And I just don't, it, it's hard to even imagine doing that sometimes in a place like where I live, you know, it's, you can't just go run out and play. You can't, yeah. right. you know, I, I, there's something about like, just kind of being on top of what their choices are. And yeah. I don't know that it's, it's tricky. I, oh, I can't imagine. I have so much respect for you. Like, having a kid in this world and Aww. not knowing what to do. And it's also just like, there is, there's no, no perfect way. There's no right way ever. It's like, you're gonna, you're gonna mess no right up at way. times. And then, you know. How old is your child? The child is seven. Yeah. She's in the other she... room watching My Little Pony. Okay. He, well, here's my story. Ready? What about seven-year-old me? Yeah. Yes. Let's do Here it. we go. Seven-year-old me. Grew up in a town. Did you guys, do you guys remember that movie Mystic Pizza? Sure. Yes. So that's like big city version of my town. Brian goes to my town with me. So it's, I grew up in Little Compton, Rhode Island. There's no stoplights. There's a general store. It looks like Ireland. 
I grew up, it's, it's sort of a summer town. Um, I grew up there year round and I um, went to the local public school. A lot of the kids, um, I was a, a ginger child. I was the only ginger child. Uh. Um a lot My daughter's of, ginger. Yeah, <laughs> your 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 daughter's ginger. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. in most of my, a lot of the kids in my school, like I very much stood out. A lot of the kids in my school, like um, Rhode Island and Massachusetts, has a huge Portuguese population. Mm. So, like, so being like the ginger child, everybody's like, um, like fishermen and lobstermen. Like, it's it's the loveliest place to grow up. Um, you know, it still is. Like, you actually can run outside and play like um it was a magical place to grow up and it's still pretty magical I, like it's still bike rides and fireflies and stone walls like i feel very lucky that that's where i grew up but i loved television and i loved pop culture and i had like no boundaries <laughs> like i could watch i could stay up as late as i could watch anything wow. i wanted and um my thing i had a, i heard a song recently and i had a vision of, i've never told anybody that i Realized I was not a talented piano player. Um, um, and two years in a row, I, in front of in the entire school, just a normal school where parents are cops and lobstermen and plumbers, I, two years in a row, played the piano and accompanied myself, belting out singing. Um, two songs. One year, uh, I think when I was seven, I did... Um, uh, Fame, I want to live forever. Sure, Amazing. absolutely. Bum, 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 bum. I sang the whole thing like to my like by, I Amazing. also looked like a little boy. I had so much hair that my mom would take me to the only hair place in town, which was Jimmy the Barber, that would give the boys like buzz cuts. So I had like a little red buzz cut, and it was at a time when it was oh very God, shameful. Amazing. It was very shameful for people to be like, why is the boy in the girls room? Like it was very much, I was, everybody thought I was a boy. They would call me like a polite young man. I was in my brother's clothes. So wow. little ginger Arden with like a little boy's haircut would wear my brother's clothes and I would belt out fame. And then the next year I did, um, I belted out a very long piano, not very talented piano, a like song and piano to Total Eclipse of the Heart. Oh, in, front of, oh. in front of the entire school. And that so happened. Incredible. I did that two years in a row in front of everybody at Wilbur School in the gymnasium on a piano. And I sang the whole thing both years don't you aren't you like <laughs> so, like blown away by just the just the confidence yeah that you had to like look yeah. back and go oh it was not good but no. i was fully in like i never had and, a moment of pulling back and going oh i and shouldn't it didn't, do this and it didn't it wasn't in the vernacular of it wasn't like i it wasn't like at a cool art school it was like wait what is she doing you know, you know what i mean it was like yeah. Huh? Like in your mind, it was. Oh, in my mind, I was at the Fame High School. Like yeah, you were. it was fully. I was like gonna be Coco, you know, yeah. and Leroy was gonna come dance behind me, and <laughs> I, I it was like gonna get discovered. And but it was, you know, kids that were just like bike riding and going and playing at the beach, and like you know, it was not. It was not climbing trees. These were like. Nobody's watching these shows but me. And that's uh, that's what I did. That's a secret that I've never told people. I love that. I also think there's yeah. some, like, comfort when you get to do it, like, on a stage. There's yeah. safety on the stage. Yes. And, like, I think it's why, like, as actors, we go, well, how are you so comfortable in front of... Everyone's greatest fear of, like, getting up in front of other people and talking and it's, it's like, no, that feels like, okay, because I'm safe here. Like, it's I intimate. know what my words are. I know yeah. this is kind of a different person. This is kind of a thing I can do. It's the social thing that is hard, like oh. going off and talking to people and like going around at a party. And so that's what people yes. don't realize that like, I can get up and just do the thing because I also thought I was, I, I was convinced when in middle school and high school that I was on a TV show. Like I yeah. just, I had this weird alternate reality yeah. That I was on TV and that kept yeah. me safe. Like, well, but my TV yeah. show. Like, yeah. Oh, no. I wanted to be on the love boat. And I mean, yes. I watched, I I also had, when my parents got divorced, I had full reign of TV in my oh, room. Yeah. I had I had the one that was in the living room in my bedroom when we yeah. moved to Tennessee. Yeah. And I dreamed. I mean, I oh. was like, I want to be on the love boat. Yes. I want to be in Growing Pains, Fantasy Island, yeah. Magnum Pia. I watched spoons. all of it. Silver Spoons. 
Yeah, mine uh, were 90210 and oh, yeah. Saturday Night Live. Oh, my God. That I was okay. like in my mind, I was like, or, or in Living Color, I also loved. That was like All a sketch it. show yeah. in my head. Mm -hmm. That's right. And then I'm yeah. also on this like teen high school show. Yeah. 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 Like, I, a, be on, I watched Letterman every night. Yeah. I did too. I did too. I watched Letterman every night, every night during the school year. I think Me it was too. nine. During the, I would stay up. It was when he was at the 1230 slot. I would watch the top 10 list. I would watch him drop bowling balls. Yeah. I was like, so I was up till one thirty in the morning. I think I was eleven every night. Nobody cared. Nobody, Nobody cared. cared. Nobody cared. <laughs> Nobody cared. I saw every movie I saw had tits oh, in man. it. And every movie was rated R. I was like, oh, that's just adulthood. You show your tits. Like that's just like every that's adulthood. And it was like tits. You know I'm what I mean? Show my tits era, right now. It was like era Ready? of tits. It was yeah. The 80s. It was it. 80s. It was tits. For our Patreon it was like, subscribers. It was fully like uh, uh, Amy Lee Curtis and like Trading Places. It was yep. somebody was it somebody in the Jerk? I it was six. I was six. You know, like Caitlin the woman, Adams, I believe, was in the Jerk. I believe in that's the Jerk. I saw her. I saw her tits. I saw the tits of like in um, uh, Meaning of Life. I sure. everything, every, everything. Blame it on Rio. I Air, think I saw Airplane. Airplane, airplane had to like boobs so which was pg so top secret everything yep. had boobs it was just like a festival of boobs that's adulthood it was I think I saw porkies like, the 80s oh porkies forget porkies, well, porkies had dick porkies one is one of the few porkies had a dick in a hole i think i saw it 80s like that has grade. a lot of dick in it sixth grade i saw the dick in the hole porky yeah we're going to porkies obviously what are you a loser you're gonna go see porkies <laughs> you know um Arden, when I was in seventh grade, I want, I mean, I want to be an actor so bad. And yeah. I had no idea how, and I had no idea what to do. And yeah. the talent show came about and I was like, I'm going to, I mean, I couldn't talk to anybody, no. but I was like, I'm going to do the talent show. Right. I didn't know how to find a monologue, but I found one. Yep. It was, it was called Mildred Mixup. Yep. And it was this woman who just kept mixing things up. And I put like a tied a sock around my head and one arm was this way. And, you Did know, they my, love it? Two different shoes on. And I directed myself. Did you kill it? Absolutely. We need to take direction. That'd be crazy. I, I remember sitting back. I remember like sitting back at the end of the wall, kind of like this. You oh, know, I, and it. I bet you killed it. Open. I bet you killed it. The curtain opened. The light came on me, and I was like, oh, "I'm home." You killed it, though. I nobody knew what. Again, nobody gave a shit. They were like, "What the fuck is she doing?" Like, yeah. I, nobody yeah. had any idea what That's a right. monologue was. That's like, right. What, doing that's right yes it's that true thing it sounds so gross to be like dance like no one's watching but it's true you like you have it in you at such a time to be like i have to i have to do this i oh. had to do it i actually feel I like in a weird way that nobody else cared it like kind of helped they're like oh oh that's the actress she's the actress like and they were kind of nice about it, it nobody was nobody really ever made fun of me i think it was just sort of like they couldn't have cared less. Nobody else wanted to be doing it. Like, it wasn't like I was taking parts from anyone. Like, there was just right. no interest. So, like, it was like, it kind of, people were fairly, they thought it was kind of fun and cool, I think, because it just wasn't even in their value system of something that had currency. It wasn't oh, important yeah. enough. So they were like, oh, that's cool. That's what you do. Okay. Like, they were perfectly nice about it. I dressed, I, well, I did this character, if you can call it that. I pretended to be possessed when I was in high school. I made my friends laugh, <laughs> but it definitely keeps the bullies away, especially in the yes, South. Yes. If they think you have the devil in you. And I've given this advice, wow. like I've taken interviews and I'm like, this sounds really like unorthodox, but yeah, if you're getting bullied, especially if anybody tries to touch you or get on top, if you make them think that you are, you know, you've got an evil force inside you that can leap into them. Smart. Smart. I made my friends uh, laugh, but we used to do like morning announcements and I would do these, I would have put on wigs and do these, I, pre I pretended to be this character called the Griffin. Yeah. And it was like the, the medieval devil bird that I had this, I had a demon inside me. Yes, you did. And I just oh to make my, my friends laugh. But Obsessed then it also like you. people were like, true, true, he's not okay. Like there's something no. going on there. He might be a witch. He might practice uh. dark arts. Great. Think all of that you want. Your drogi is a champion. And, <laughs> but I, but again, I think about like everyone in my school had to watch the morning announcements and had to watch me in a wig and like dark yes. body paint and like petting my hands and growling. And the same thing, they kind of just accepted video? it. Like video? It was video. We would do video, but it would be like, it would take for, it would be like really, really, you know, 
90s. Like we're talking that. 90s version of like how they would do video. They would like with a cassette tape and it would be like a quick thing that they would play it. Wow. But, it would be like once a month they would do a video thing and I would always be on it doing it. And they just oh, okay. they just accepted it in a weird way. It's, I'm obsessed with you, obviously. It's pretty extraordinary. Who are we? But they also like, thank God we find each other because that, that's that yes. thing where you kind of go, oh, you find your people, you know? Yes. And Every bug finds the, its light. That's right. That's Every right. bug finds its light. I know. That winter, there's always a few people in that in that in in the drama department that... We all would have been there. I know we Come all. On. I, I know. We, oh, we would We'd have been grown up in it. the same town. We would have been. In we the would same. have been killing it. Oh, oh, forget about it. Oh. And I just think about like I just never thought I could do it with my life. I always thought like, where well, are you going to find a real job somewhere else? And it's like, no, you can just find other freaks out in out in your where world you and just keep first? making weird things and just be happy. And where did you move to? Where did you start? L.A. I'm, well, after well after college. And then I moved to L.A. right away because I really wanted to do improv. I had never done that before. And so I wanted to study the groundlings. And that's what I just, right for college, started doing. But I was going to say my friend Shelby in high school, I have to give the shout out to Shelby Graham, um, who has a different last name now, Shelby Bow. But she said to me, she's like, Drew, I don't know if you're ever going to be, um, I don't think she said famous, but I don't think you're, I don't, I don't know if you're ever going to be rich, but I know you're always going to be happy. That's a gift. What a beautiful sentiment. And it's one of the sentiment. sweetest things. And she said that to me when we were like in 10th or 11th grade, probably. And wow. I just remember I hold on to that a lot. So thank I you, like Shelby. I like that. I'm going to borrow that. Because that's I like Shelby. That's like very her. much Can like. Can we say it one more time? Say hmm? that again. What? She says, I, I don't know if, she goes, I don't know if you'll ever be rich, but I know you're always going to be happy. I love that. And I try happy. to be. I'm not always happy, but I try to be. And I, Nobody is. And I think I it's mean, really great what you were saying earlier, Arden, about like letting yourself feel grief or yeah or anger or whatever fear feel it and go through it and not pushing it away and not having to be happy all the time because that's not honest when my my mom my dad died after he was sick for a long time and then my mom dropped dead making breakfast one year later oh my god and Sorry. and thank you and my life was actually like pretty fun then I'd mourn my dad I was doing well I was happy like th and things were going well but I want to say the thing that I learned at that moment in time, it was sort of like, well, I could either go to bed forever or I realized that it, life can be all of it, that I can, I wasn't depressed. I was really sad and I was grieving and I was also happy and having a great time and having a really cool life. And that as long as I allowed space, so I, I booked extra therapy sessions, like I found like it, like a support group. Like I had a place where I could go be not okay. It enabled me to be like, sometimes I actually can have two opposing feelings at the same time and I don't have to pick one. It doesn't, it doesn't like, and it makes it, cause I have been depressed before and it was like, but I haven't been depressed in a long time. Like I've been sad right. and I've been grieving, but like, it it was more like just like identifying and giving words to it that, so that I could then also like in the same week, go do karaoke, go have fun, go have dinner. Like that there was, it's like, oh, that's, it's all of it. Uh -huh. It can be all of it. It doesn't have to be just like a funk as long as I have, as long as I'm not like pushing it down. And I feel like it didn't leave like, because of that, I feel like I actually got out of it. Even the marriage, like, I don't feel like I have any permanent scars because it was like, I was allowed myself to be not okay until I was okay. And I didn't date until I was sort of ready to, like, I didn't force myself to be okay if I wasn't okay yet. And that helped. I love that. I've been reading this. Um, I do too. I, I have been a little depressed. I, I, but um, I really like, I've, I've been reading this book um, called, it's a parenting book, but it's like really helping me parent myself. Um, it's called, um, it's called, well, anyway, I'll tell you in a second, but um, she talks about um, the, the MGI, the most generous interpretation of what a person is doing or saying. And like, because, because we're often just doing our best. And like, we, we have an idea of, of what a person's really trying to say, but if in, before you react, you can kind of say, like, what's the most generous interpretation I, I can give that. what this person is I'm doing? Write that down. Um, 
Yeah. And it, the book is called um, Good Inside oh, I like by that. Dr. Becky Kennedy. But the other thing that she says is like, we, we were trying to, everyone's like, I want my kid to be happy. And it's like, of course you want your kid to be happy and yourself to be happy. But what you have to, like happiness is an outcome. Um, and ultimately what you have to teach your child and yourself is like resilience. Uh, so yeah. it's like when something bad happens, not being like, you know, oh, I didn't get invited to that birthday party. It's like, oh, no, well, they could only invite five people. It's fine or whatever. It's just, or next year we'll do it. We'll, let's go to the Disneyland. It's just like, oh, that felt bad. That's uh, right. Ugh, that felt bad. I'm sorry. I yeah. think it's yeah. such a huge, ugh. it's such a huge thing. Like, I can tell you like, like not to, not to, I don't, I, I actually don't talk about like, this has been a few years now, but like when my, like, there were people with my mom that would be like, but she lived a good life. She it's just like, how about just like a fucking sad for like, yeah, she lived a good life, but she dropped dead making toast. Like, like the people that couldn't deal and wanted to make it okay. Or versus the people that were like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then like, then, and then we can actually get on with our day. Like there was something right. about somebody manically trying to fix it. Versus, I know I had to learn and, when I lost my father that, my dad was sick for a month and died when I was 26. That's fast. And the amount of people that said, I know what you're going through. I had to learn to never say that to someone. I know yeah. what you're going through. Because I would say, you do? Because I don't know what I'm going through. Please tell me, what am I going through? Yeah. I don't know what all of this is. And I learned yeah. that all you can say is, I am so sorry. I'm thinking about you. I love yeah. you. Yeah. And that is really all people can that's all you can do. And I think it's also, it's, it's lovely. It's gracious. And it's like, I'm here if you want to talk about it or not talk about it, but I can't tell you and I can't make it okay for you. I'm not going to go, Oh, but, but yeah. I'm so sorry, but he, he, there's no, but it just is what it is. And the biggest level. And then when you get down to like what Missy was saying, the smallest level of like that, having your feelings hurt over a party or like, right. like I, sometimes I find disappointment is the hardest thing. Like, I don't know what to do when I'm disappointed. Yes. Like, then there's nothing to be done. Sometimes you're just flat out disappointed and it's so uncomfortable to ride out. Just like, I'm disappointed. Uh -huh. Like, it's like, I don't know what to, so sometimes it's literally just like, can I go to a movie with a friend? Like, it's like a physical sensation. I just have to kind of ride out because I have to, that's yeah. when I want to act out. Like I want to do something bad. And it's like, you know, I've spent money on something or Google somebody that I don't like anymore and see what they're like, just like, just something that's a lower vibration. Oh my God. Doom you know, like, scrolling. Yeah. Like. What did you call it? Doom scrolling? Doom scrolling. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so fucked up. I know. Yeah. We all oh do gosh. it, don't we? We all do it. Or do, like I'll Google an ex to see what they're doing. All of it. Google the they exes. got married. Yeah, got a baby. The, the exes oh, cool. and the Google who they're marrying. And it's like a night. They're English and like 32 and uh, whatever. Like a like a gorgeous do-gooder. You know, it's just like whatever you can find to hate yourself. It's like, yeah. no, just how about you just be disappointed and go be with a friend. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Well, on that, that note, I think we're only out of time. But I love it. I love it just to... The takeaway is feel your feelings. Go through feel it. Feel your feelings. And then go play tennis. Go play pickleball. Go for a walk. Go to the movies. Go watch trash TV. Whatever. Like, Whatever just, makes you feel good. Yeah. 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 We only have so much time on this earth. Who knows what's going to happen? So enjoy the moments. Yeah. Right? Thank you so much for thank having so me, much. It's I nice to thank see you I want to thank Missy Pyle and Arden Marine. Thank you all so much for doing this. Thank you. Is that you. how you pronounce your last name? Yeah. Marine. That makes sense. It doesn't really. I'm sure it's bastardized, but it's Swedish. I'm sure it's wrong, but that's what I have. I, I'm a half. I'm a quarter Swedish. I'm sure you're. You, of course, you are. I love it. Well, to so Swedes, to Swedes unite. Swedes unite. <laughs>